Hello, friends. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable. I'm inviting you to stay tuned for this important, critical edition of Let's Talk About Jesus. I, I'm beginning to feel that these broadcasts are, are so vital to our victory, so important to God's program and God's purposes, what He wants to accomplish through people just like you and just like me before the coming of Jesus Christ. I believe a great revival is looming upon the horizon. I believe it's begun in many sectors and places around the globe, but I believe it's going to spread, hallelujah, because there's a great harvest to be brought in and a great Lord of the harvest to help us bring them in. Praise God. So stay tuned to this broadcast today because it is directed to those people who I believe have been through a misunderstanding of how to use our faith in prayer uh, and and many times to be so uh, convinced that our prayers are not going to make a difference that we don't pray at all, little or at all, I want to believe God today that He's going to speak to your heart as He is speaking to my heart. I do not pastor a mega church. I do not have a great following or influence, but I have a great and gracious God that when we call upon Him, He moves mightily in response to our prayers today. Hallelujah. So I've kind of adopted that, that uh, philosophy philosophy of I am I, only one, but I am one. I can't do everything, but I can do something. And what I can do, by the help and grace of God, I will do. I'm going to do. And one thing that I can do when I feel so helpless in a circumstance is that I can cry to the Lord and I can call upon the Lord. Hallelujah. And I pray that is instilled within every Christian all over the world and that we can begin to call upon the Lord in concert, in unity with one mind and one accord to see God's hand move in our personal lives, our circumstances, our families, our nations, and our world, and see a mighty revival just before Jesus returns. Praise God. Well, having said that, we want you to stay tuned for this broadcast today. Our teaching, once again, is out of Psalm 61, when David was in the wilderness, hiding from his son who wanted to kill him. And his countrymen following his son in a coup, a military coup, and wanted to take his kingdom, not knowing at this particular time, not knowing how he was going to escape his immediate circumstances, or even would he escape them. And this is how he prayed, and this is I believe we're going to be able to biblically uh, communicate how God answered His prayer today. And <laughs> hallelujah. So don't miss this important broadcast today. And uh, if you would like to come to our website, please type in THCOG. That will take you to the Holy Church of God here in Tampa, Florida, where this broadcast originates, uh, where we're getting ready in January. If God lets us see that, that change of the year to celebrate 42 years as a senior pastor right here in Tampa, Florida, an affiliate of Independent Assemblies of God International in good standing since 1974. Praise God. Oh, I, w- 
I am celebrating God's grace. I'm not celebrating my accomplishments uh, or my victories, although we have had to accomplish and victories to stay in the ministry and to keep on keeping on for God. But I want you to know today it's all been the grace and faithfulness of God. So we want to encourage you today uh, that God is still on the throne, Jesus Christ. Is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we want you to, to receive that great truth that it is no secret what God can do. What He's done for others, He'll do for you. Praise God. All right. Having said that, turn with me to Psalm 61. And let's read verses 1 through 3 on the subject, God, the helper of the helpless. It says, Hear my cry, O God, attend to my prayer. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee when my heart is overwhelmed. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I, for thou hast been a shelter for me and a strong tower from the enemy. A shelter for me and a strong tower from the enemy. Today we want to talk about how God answers that prayer. When our heart is overwhelmed, when we feel hopeless, helpless, when our faith is actually shaken, and when fear threatens to strangle out our hope and to to cause us not to use our faith. You see, when you feel like your faith is inadequate, it doesn't mean uh, that you don't have faith. It means that you are discouraged in your heart and fear is trying to strangle out your faith and your hope. You know, the Bible said in Paul's letter to Timothy, he said, Timothy, I know you've got faith. Because Timothy didn't feel like he had faith, or if he did, it was so small and so shaken by his circumstances. He was so discouraged in his heart, he wasn't using the faith that he had. And you see, here we have this quantity and quality issue of faith. You know, Jesus said, if you had faith as a grain of mustard seed, oh friend, that's not very big. Every time I see a mustard seed in a necklace or a bracelet, it is always in a concave lens so it can be magnified so that the human eye can actually clearly see it. Without that, it's almost imperceptible. It is so tiny. It is so small. And yet out of that mustard seed, that tiny seed, Jesus said, and we can qualify that agriculturally, grows a tree big enough for the fowls of the air to come and roost in. Listen today. He said, if you had, and you have initially faith in God, and that faith in God is, is the quality of your faith, have faith in God. And if you had faith in God as a grain of mustard seed, thou shalt say unto this mountain, be thou removed and cast into the midst of the sea. And if you doubt not in your heart that what you say is going to come to pass, you shall have whatsoever you say it. You see, when you discover the will of God and you put your faith in God to accomplish His own will and purpose, and you don't doubt in your heart 
that what you're saying in prayer to God and what you're saying concerning that circumstance is going to come to pass. The fear is that is gripping you is defeated. And that faith in God is the faith that causes the mountain to move. Not the force of the faith within you, but the power of God that you're putting your faith in. Praise God. And when the mountain moves, we don't get the glory and our faith doesn't get the glory. Our God gets all the glory that he deserves. Praise God. That's why Paul, who had such great faith and favor with God, he said, by the grace of God, I am what I am. He gave all the credit for any accomplishments and the many accomplishments that he had to the grace of God and not to just his own intrinsic, inert ability to believe God. 1 Corinthians 15.10, Paul says, But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than them all. Yet not I, yet not I, but the grace of God. He was accomplishing so much for the Lord, but he gave all the credit to the grace that was sustaining him. And remember, that grace was was given to him and granted to him when he came to an end of himself and he cried out to the Lord (laughs) and the Lord said, I'm giving you grace sufficient right now. And, And he said, when I am weak, in that case, when I am weak, then am I made strong because of the grace God grants me at that time in my life. Hallelujah. So this perfect love of God is the answer that provides the grace of God, is the answer to fear's bondage. There is no fear in love. 1 John chapter 4, listen to it. This is how God helps you, helps me, help David when his heart was overwhelmed within him. David said, lead me to the rock. He's saying it to God. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I, for you've been a shelter for me. He said, Lord, when my heart's overwhelmed, help me to trust you. Help me to believe you. And perfect love, understood and received, is God's way of helping us to trust Him. 1 John chapter 4, 17, 18, and 19. It says, Herein is our love made perfect that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as He is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear. Because fear hath torment, he that feareth is not perfected in love. We love him because he first loved us. Friend, today David cried out to God in the time of trouble. He knew, he knew God would answer. And God would help him to trust him and believe him. Because he believed that God loved him enough to be faithful to him. And then David reciprocated. David loved God back. This was the basis for David's trust and his faith 
In God for deliverance, David determined to call upon the Lord all of his days. Psalm 116 uh, reads this way. Verses 1 and 2. I love the Lord because He hath heard my voice and my supplications. Because He hath inclined His ear to me, therefore will I call upon Him as long as as I live. David said, no matter how bad I feel, how dark and dismal the circumstance may be in my life, because I know God is listening. He loves me. He cares about me. He hears my voice. He hears my cry. He hears my supplication. Because He turned His ear to me, one translation says in verse 2, Literally, he bends down and listens when I pray. I will call upon him as long as I live. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. God loves you today. And it's the knowledge of that love that will cause you to rise up when you feel so beaten down. To trust Him when you can't even see Him or sense Him. It's because you, you know that He loves you. That you will continue to trust Him and to pray. Oh friend, don't doubt that God loves you. And that God is listening when you talk to Him. Because you have His heart, you have His ear. And because you have His ear, you need to keep trusting Him by expressing that faith, by praying. Let, let Men ought always not to faint, but to pray, the Scripture said. Never to give up. Never to give up. To pray without ceasing. Don't ever quit. Trusting God enough to go to Him in prayer, even when you feel so terrible, and you feel so helpless, and you feel so hopeless. Hallelujah. Just ask Him to help you to believe Him. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I when my heart gets in that condition, David said. For the love of God is faith's strong foundation. Look at Psalm 36 and verse 7 today. It says, How excellent is thy loving kindness, O God! Therefore the children of men put their trust under the shadow of thy wings. The reason people come to him, put their trust in him, is because they begin to understand, appreciate, and, and receive the love of God into their life. How excellent is thy loving kindness. The, the Hebrew word is used so wonderfully and powerfully. It's hasid, hasid, thy loving kindness. It is better than life, David said. We used to have the song, Thy loving kindness is better than life. Therefore, I will praise you. And we will trust Him because we understand His loving kindness is expressed toward us in His mercy and His grace. How excellent is thy loving kindness, O God. Therefore, this is what stimulates faith, stimulates trust, stimulates hope within us, because we understand His great love that flows toward us. Therefore, the sons of men put their trust in the shadow of thy wings. Make no mistake about it, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the love of God. 
But it's not just the promises that the love of God revealed to us. It's the person that the love of God, uh, that the Word of God rather, reveals to us. You can find all kinds of promises in the Word of God. But faith doesn't come because we read a promise, though the promise be true. Faith comes because we trust the person who made the promise. So initially, faith cometh from the Word of God as the Word of God reveals to us His person, His character, His loving kindness. Hallelujah. Praise God. Not just His integrity, His faithfulness, but His faithfulness because that His love for us is unshaken, unbroken, Paul said there's nothing, nothing present, nothing that can come, angels, principalities, circumstances, life, death, or any other thing that'll ever separate me from the love of God that is in Jesus Christ. He was able to trust God, to have a faith that transcended any immediate earthly circumstance when the circumstance would, would, would cause us to doubt and to fear and Satan would scream in the midst of that circumstance, if God loved you, this wouldn't be occurring. You know, the Apostle Paul received 39 stripes of the Jews on five different occasions. And I believe on every occasion, the devil came and said, If God loved you, He would not allow you to go through this. But Paul said, It doesn't matter what I'm going through for the moment. It will not cause me to doubt the love of God. And because he didn't doubt God's love, he had faith to get through whatever he was going through. And to make this statement, <laughs> these light, of, oh, my friend, these light afflictions, which are but for a moment, worketh for us a greater weight of glory. Amen. We can glorify God through the midst of our trial. If we keep our trust in Him, He will bring us through. And He will, He will, we will bring Him honor and He will honor us with His grace, His love, His presence. Paul got through these things because he looked past them and he wouldn't let the immediate circumstance separate him. From the love of God. He said that love is flowing. And I'm not going to let the devil. Nor the circumstance. Convince me otherwise. And because of it. I'm going to get through. I'm going to get past it. I'm going to get over it. And I'm going to get on. With the ministry. That God has given me. Paul said. Literally. The light afflictions. He looked back on it. Because grace was on him to go through it. And grace took him through it. And he looked back on it without any doubt in the love of God. I really like the Amplified. It says, how precious is your steadfast love. And one paraphrase reads, how eager we are to run under your wings because of this kind of love. Hallelujah. Nothing stimulates us to trust the Lord more than a revelation and a realization of His great love for you and His great love for me. I want to say that again. Nothing stimulates us more to trust the Lord more than a revelation and realization of His great love for us. 
Hallelujah. And that's why if, if you want to see faith is the term that is used for that kind of trust in the Lord in the New Testament. Faith, this unwavering confidence in God. And where does it come from? It comes from knowing a person well enough to put your trust in Him. And then faith will grab hold of those promises because we don't doubt that the person who made them is going to back them up and be faithful to us. Hallelujah. How excellent is thy loving kindness. See, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And the Word of God declares unto us just how much that God loves us. Hallelujah. God loves you with an everlasting love as it's written in the Old Covenant. I love you, Israel. I love you with an everlasting love and with loving kindness. I have drawn you. Glory to God. And friend, I want you to know today that God loves you with an everlasting love as well. And I believe that love is drawing men and women, boys and girls all around the world to come to know Christ as Savior and drawing Christians around the world to put their trust in Him and not depend on our own understanding so much. Once we understand His unfailing love for us, we don't have to comprehend and understand nor have explained every circumstance uh, that we don't understand. We can give it to God. We can trust Him through it, and He will bring you through it. Make no mistake about it. One of the most moving passages in English literature, comes toward the end of Charles Dickens' tale of two cities, a story of the French Revolution. Each day a grim procession of prisoners made its way on the streets of Paris to the guillotine. One prisoner, Sidney Carton, a brave man who had once lost his soul but now had found it again, was now given his life for his friend. Beside him there was a young girl, they had met before in the prison, and the girl had noticed the man's gentleness and his courage. She said unto him, If I may ride with you, will you let me hold your hand? I'm not afraid, but I'm little and weak, and it will give me more courage. So they rode together, her hand in his, and when they reached the place of execution, there was no fear in her eyes. She looked up into the quiet, composed face of her companion and said, I think you were sent to me by heaven. Friend of mine, in all the dark valleys of life, God our Father, the God of all comfort, in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ, is right there by my side and your side. He's by our side. It's what on the inside that counts. The Holy Spirit in you and me makes all the difference in the world. Praise God. And friend, I want to close by saying today the North American Indians had no written language before they met the white man. Their language, however, was far from primitive. 
Many of the Indians uh, 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 had many words in their vocabulary uh, as their English and French exploiters. Some of their words were much more picturesque too. For example, friend to many of the tribes meant one who carries my sorrows on his back. One who carries my sorrows on his back. Everybody, without exception, needs at least one trusted Indian type friend with whom he or she can share his or her deepest sorrows and most painful feelings. We all need a helping hand and a listening ear when we're going through our difficult times. Jesus Christ is just such a friend. And the Holy Spirit makes Him realized in our life. He testifies constantly of His love for us. The New Covenant Scripture puts it this way, And the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. You see, faith does indeed come by hearing, and hearing by the love of God, hearing by the Word of God. Amen. It's because the Word of God reveals a God of love to us, reveals a person who loved us so much that He gave to us as our substitute, as a sacrifice lamb, His only begotten Son, that whosoever would believe on Him would not perish but have everlasting life. And it reveals to us a person, Jesus Christ, who stayed on the cross, not as a victim of of the political power of Rome or of the Sanhedrin court that wanted to see Him dead. No, He stayed on the cross when He could have called the armies of heaven to deliver Him. He stayed on the cross because of His love. Friend, love for you, love for me, yes, you, And me held him in agony, in agony that I cannot comprehend as much as I try to study it and grasp it. I cannot comprehend the agony he was feeling hanging for six hours on that cross in such pain. Love held him there. Love for you, the world, the fallen world, for you today and for me held Jesus Christ on that cross, so He could have the joy of forgiving our sins when we repent of them and come to Christ by faith. God will forgive us. Christ will forgive us. And because the Word of God reveals unto us the person of the Holy Spirit, the Comforter who is sent to us, Jesus said, I'm going, to, I'm going to sit down at my Father's right hand. I'm going to ascend to heaven, but I'm not going to leave you Comfortless, I'm going to send you one like myself. I'm going to come back to you. I'm going to send the Holy Spirit to you and He will be with you and He will be in you and He will abide with you forever. This forever friend is here today. And when you receive Christ as your Savior, He comes in. Hallelujah. And He sheds the love of God abroad in our hearts. And when we don't doubt His love, We will not doubt His faithfulness. And when we know the person enough to trust Him, we know that He's going to keep His promises to us. And we can can obtain those promises. And when we do, 
Hebrews 11 says, Out of weakness, out of weakness, they were made strong, waxed valiant in fight, and put the armies of the aliens to flight. We get a look at the backside of Satan. Hallelujah. Running from us instead of always coming against us. Praise God. We quench with the shield of faith all the fiery darts of the enemy. We declare God's victory, Christ's victory, and our victory in the name of Jesus Christ today. Oh, friend of mine, make no mistake about it. God loves you today. And He loves you with an ever lasting love and he draws you because of his loving kindness and I pray today if you don't know Jesus as your Savior that you will not wait you will not hesitate but that you will accept and receive him as your Lord and Savior you will repent of your sin and simply say Lord Jesus I've sinned against you God I've sinned against you I'm sorry, I'm turning. Lead me to the rock that's higher than I. I can't change myself. But I believe you can change me from the inside out. And right now, as I change my mind about continuing on the path that I'm on, and I want to follow you, I believe you're going to give me the grace, the help, the strength that I need to do it come to Christ. And today, if you feel marginalized as a Christian, weak, insufficient, I want you to know that God's love is flowing to you today. Put your trust under the cover of His ring. Let Him lift you up and then stand up and rise up in faith and see God use you in your prayer and your intercession and your testimony. Because out of weakness you have been made strong and you've become a warrior for the kingdom of God. We love you. Come back next week and let's talk about Jesus.